Hello and welcome to Vegas Odds Football. I'm your host, Daniel Ocho. In this episode, we are going to be breaking down one of the most exciting weeks of football of the year, Turkey Day, Thanksgiving, Week 12, NFL. We're going to give you betting picks for the big Turkey Day, for Sunday, everything. We've got it covered. Let's dive in. We begin, as always, with a brief recap of our past week. Uh, Last week, I gave you guys Traylon Burks' anytime touchdown scorer on Thursday Night Football. That didn't cash, uh, but Traylon Burks was heavily involved. Uh, I'm encouraged by how he's sort of developing over the course of the year. I'm going to be eyeing that anytime touchdown scorer prop over the next couple weeks as he continues to get acclimated to this NFL offense and as the Titans look to manufacture him more opportunities. Uh, Moving on, we were 2-1-1 in this week's picks. Uh, The Raiders' money line hit. That was a big win for us. The Cowboys eviscerated the Vikings. Uh, The Falcons end up pushing that minus three pick. Uh, That was was a tight one. If you can get the line at minus two and a half, you may have cashed that one out. Um, And then ultimately, the the big loss of the week was the Vikings teaser. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Uh, They get eviscerated on the week. Um, Right now, the uh, Niners are taking care of business on that end, but ultimately the Vikings let us down on the tees. But hopefully, if you're like myself, you went a little bit bigger on the Cowboys because as I told you guys, that line was fishy. Something just didn't make sense. And when it doesn't make sense, Vegas always knows. So that does it for our brief weekly recap. Let's jump right into it. One of my favorite weeks of football of the year. We begin, as always, with Thursday night football. Uh, Thursday night this week is all day. It's Thanksgiving noon game. We get the Bills on the road at the Detroit Lions. I don't know if the Bills may consider this a home game now after uh, playing at the Lions Stadium two weeks in a row, uh, having their own game snowed out in Buffalo. The Lions have been susceptible to tight ends the last couple of weeks. The line on this game is set at nine uh, in the Bills' favor. Bills are road favorites. Uh, over-under in this game set at 54. High over-under. They obviously think the Lions may be able to score a bit with the Bills here. Uh, and I get why. The Bills' defense hasn't looked quite as staunch uh, as we thought it would be going into the season. Uh More specifically for this game, as anyone knows, I typically don't like to bet on Thursday night football games uh, because weird things happen. The big exception to that rule is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, you're with your family, you're watching football all day. Put in a couple bets. It's going to be a lot of fun. All day sports. We have the World Cup all day on Thanksgiving. It's going to be an awesome sports day. With that said, I typically look to put in some anytime touchdown score props on these Thursday uh, Thanksgiving games. So first off, in this Bills-Lions game, I want to give you guys a anytime touchdown score prop, and that's going to be Dawson Knox anytime touchdown scorer. Uh, the Bills have been susceptible to the tight end this year. Uh, Dawson Knox is coming off his biggest game as a receiver in terms of receptions, in terms of targets this year. This is a guy who, over the course of the second half of last season, really came into his own as a pass catcher, especially around the goal line, especially in the red zone. Uh, Knox caught more than seven passes last week. He was extremely good, extremely successful through the air. It looks like they're trying to spread the ball around a little bit more than I thought they would. Uh, The Bills offense, I mean, originally, or at least early in the year, it looked like this was going to be such a Stephon Diggs centric offense. And while he's still the center of this whole thing, 
Uh, I think they're looking to have more contributors, spread the ball around a little bit more. We've seen uh, Gabriel Davis getting more opportunities as the season has progressed, even if he's dropping the ball quite a bit and not quite turning into the guy we, we may, maybe hoped that he would be by season's end. Uh, so now I think it's Dawson Knox's turn to get into the end zone. He had a rough offseason, so it would be a really cool story to see him score. I'm going to take him anytime touchdown scorer. I'm going to take him to score two touchdowns. I'm going to take him to score three touchdowns. So if he goes off, remember that I'm the one who gave you this pick, okay? In terms of the actual game, I don't really have much of a lean here. I just want to enjoy touchdown bets in this game, really. Uh, if I had to give a pick, it would probably be the Bills on the road. Again here, uh, they got used to the stadium a little bit playing there last week. Uh, I think this is going to end up being a high-scoring game. So maybe the over is the play here. Enjoy your your morning. Prepare for dinner. Uh, if you play a little turkey bowl, get home and, and just enjoy some touchdown scoring on this uh, on this offense here. Moving on, we have the New York Giants on the road against the Cowboys. Cowboys-Giants on Thanksgiving just feels right. This is the team that always used to sort of start the year out for us on Sunday Night Football when the Giants were good and the Cowboys were whatever they were with Tony Romo consistently either in it or almost in it. Uh, now we get the Cowboys at home. They are eight-point favorites against the Giants. Seems like a big line, but we just saw the Cowboys blow out a Vikings team that was 8-1 and one going into that game. Uh, now the Cowboys are sort of getting the respect from Vegas. I think they probably deserve over-under in this game set at 44.5. You may be thinking that's a teaser zone game, and you would be absolutely right. Uh, I'm definitely going to have a little Thursday teaser uh, for Thanksgiving, a little Turkey Bowl teaser, uh, some more special picks for you. But just keep your eye on that line. I probably will stay away from this game outright. In terms of plays here, I want to take the Cowboys anytime touchdown scorer in this game. They they dominated last week against a superior offense in the Vikings. We could be seeing this Giants offense turn into a pumpkin before our eyes. Daniel Jones has really taken care of the football thus far this year, but this is a guy who's historically been an extremely turnover-prone quarterback, a guy who loses the ball at the college level, at the NFL level, and I could see that carrying over uh, in this game. Maybe Daniel Jones is turning into a pumpkin before our eyes, and I want to be one who cashes in on that uh, that pumpkin turning. So give me the Cowboys anytime touchdown score here. I know we took it last time. Uh, ultimately, the Cowboys played really good against the Giants, uh, but they didn't score on defense. This week, I think, is the week they do it. Next up, we have the New England Patriots on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are three-point favorites in this game. Weirdly, uh, the over-under is set at 41 and a half. Vikings coming off an absolute shellacking by the Cowboys. Nonetheless, they only have two losses. The Patriots are coming off an impossible win against a Jets team that just was dying to give that game away. Zach Wilson looked completely inept the entire game. It was kind of a sad game to watch if you're in New York or rooting for the Jets in any capacity. Uh, the Patriots have been shutting everyone down. This defense is really a top-tier unit. Belichick is doing his thing, containing teams, taking away what teams do best. Uh, this week, I think the Patriots are probably going to try to take away that run game with Dalvin Cook and make Kirk Cousins beat them. Uh, I don't feel too good about that, especially after this past week. I know Kirk Cousins really is just a completely different quarterback uh, at home versus on the road. He is back uh, at home this week, and I still don't feel super good about it. Ultimately, I think I probably have to take the Vikings minus three if I have a lean here, but it doesn't feel great. Most likely, because this line jumps out to me as another weird one, this Vikings play is going to be one of my big plays on Thursday because the line just feels weird. It doesn't make sense to me. feels like the public is going to be jumping on Pat's team on the opportunity to fade a Vikings team that just got uh, their behinds kicked in by the Cowboys last week. So Vikings are the play here. To my mind, 
you may be thinking again, this is a teaser zone game and you'd probably be right. This takes us to our Turkey Day teaser, uh, this big fun play for Thursday. Uh, I'm taking the Cowboys minus two and the Patriots plus nine. One team on the road, another one at home. Cowboys take care of business. What I'm really betting on here is defense. Two of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, the Patriots cover that nine point spread, even if Mac Jones can't really complete a pass. And even if their offense really leaves a lot to be desired. I think they cover that nine-point spread even on the road. I know I said the Vikings minus three are probably going to be my big play here, but it could be very similar to uh, to last week. I could see that game sort of middling there. So give me the Vikings minus three, but I'm taking a Turkey Day teaser with the Cowboys minus two at home and the Patriots on the road plus nine. In addition to that, I'm giving you guys an all tight end, all day parlay across the three games. All these teams, I think, are susceptible to touchdowns from the tight end position, uh, but especially the Patriots. They let Conklin score on the Jets a few weeks ago, two touchdowns. So give me TJ Hawkinson in the Vikings-Patriots game to score. Parlay that with Dawson Knox in the Bills game, and then Dalton Schultz to score in the Cowboys-Giants game. That'll give you a nice payout. The odds haven't fully been released yet, but I think the odds are going to be fun there. Also, it's just fun. It's Turkey Day. Let the tight ends eat. Let's make some money. Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz, TJ Hawkinson, anytime touchdown score, parlay those three, go single with all three of them. It'll be a lot of fun on Thanksgiving. Moving on to the Sunday slate. We have a pretty packed slate. No teams on by this week. We start out at one o'clock with the Baltimore Ravens on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars coming off a bye. Baltimore coming off one of the worst performances I've seen from this team over the past couple of years. Uh, the spread in this game is set at four. Over-under set at 46 and a half. Uh, the Ravens are favorites on the road. What I don't really understand is why are the Ravens getting this kind of respect on the road? Uh, we've seen them basically lay an egg on offense on multiple games thus far this year. At this point, I think they're fundamentally broken on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm going to be trying to fade them at every opportunity uh, as we get deeper into this year, at least until the books catch on and stop trying to elicit more public favor in some of these lines. So right now, I have to take the Jaguars plus four at home. It doesn't feel good, right? The Jaguars have kicked me in the teeth so many times this year. I've lost count. But coming off a of bye, uh, playing a Ravens team that really can't seem to put anything together, I want the Jaguars at home against the Baltimore Ravens plus four. Next up, our sicko game of the week. It's not a dress, it's a kilt. Sicko. This week's sicko game of the week requires you to be an absolute sicko, a maniac, deranged, a football nut job to enjoy it. The Denver Broncos on the road at the Carolina Panthers over under in this game set at literally the lowest score I've ever seen in all of my 20 years watching football. All my years tracking betting lines, I've never seen an over under in an NFL game this low. The over under is set at 36 and a half. That is unfathomable at this level. Everyone involved with both these organizations should be ashamed of themselves. They should go go somewhere and never come back. Please, please don't play football anymore. Everyone stop. <laughs> the line in this game set at two and a half. Uh, the Broncos are favorites on the road. Why? Why are they favorites against anyone? I guess the only person they could be favorites against is this pathetic Panthers team. Baker Mayfield versus Russell Wilson in a battle of two short kings who can't throw over the middle of the field. This game's not going to be any fun. I don't want to talk about it too much, but just know if you find yourself watching this game, if you find yourself betting on this game, you are an absolute sicko. 
Next up, the Atlanta Falcons on the road at the Washington Commanders. Uh, Over-under in this game set at 42.5. The Falcons are three-point underdogs on the road against the Commanders. Sort of weird, right? Because we look at this Falcons team, they're firmly in the playoff hunt. The Commanders have strung together some wins, strung together some strong performances with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Um, despite that, what's really been the revelation of this Washington season has been this defense turning into one of the best units in the NFL. Uh, they scored a touchdown this past week. They've been really locking teams down. Now they get Chase Young back coming off that injury from last year, former number one overall pick. This commander's defense could be a problem over the back half of, of the season. So I'm going to take the commander's minus three at home here. Doesn't feel good to fade my guy, Arthur Smith, in terms of being a coverage king. Uh, but, but, but this line smells fishy to me. I'm taking the commanders. Commanders are going to be one of my big plays this week. So I'm keen on betting on this defense, especially in a home spot against a Falcon team that maybe is getting a little bit too much value after a big win against a Bears team that's sort of been half dead half the year. Next game on our slate is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a bye against the Cleveland Browns. The Buccaneers are three-point favorites. The over-under in this game set at 44-and-a-half. A lot of three-point lines this week. Uh, don't love to bet them. Anything can happen in those games. You see a lot of underdogs cover. You see a lot of favorites just sort of blow teams out. So I'm always a little bit scared of those three-point, three-and-a-half-point lines. That's sort of a scary zone for me. The Browns are getting Deshaun Watson back. Uh, so I, I don't know where to even start with that one. But last time we saw him play football, at least this year, he didn't look very good. It was the preseason. I don't know how a guy can come back from essentially two years off and play at an elite NFL level. I know this guy was sort of a real franchise quarterback in terms of talent, in terms of keeping his teams in games and making some exceptional plays with the ball. But, 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 I mean... How often do we see guys leave and not play at this elite level for such an extended period and really come and be contributors, regardless of whether I think Deshaun Watson can ever make it back uh, to that star level of play? I have to take the Buccaneers here. Minus three on the road. This three point on the road line feels a little wrong for the Buccaneers, but there's a good chance that this defense on the Bucs part just takes care of Watson, picks him off twice, scores a touchdown. That could be the kind of game that Watson's in store for when he returns to NFL game speed with real NFL starters. This guy was throwing picks in practice, throwing picks in the preseason. He didn't look like a, a stud quarterback, the guy we had seen two years ago. So we shall see. But for now, give me the Bucks minus three on the road at the Cleveland Browns. Next up, the Cincinnati Bengals are on the road against the Tennessee Titans. The line in this game set at one and a half. Over-under set at 42.5. This should be a fun game. Bengals are good. Titans have proven to be one of the funner, better teams maybe in the AFC. Uh, this offense has really molded itself over the course of this season. Titans head coach is just unbelievable. Mike Vrabel uh, does not get commended enough for the job uh, that he does with that roster year over year. Maybe that's sort of a talking point at this point. Everyone says Mike Vrabel doesn't get the credit he deserves. Maybe he's getting it. Uh, I'm just a part of the media mob, I guess. But at this point, I'm just excited to watch the Titans, watch some fun football with a Bengals and Titans teams, two teams that are really coming together over the second part of this season. Uh, this feels like a teaser game to me. It feels like a scream teaser game to me. The line is at one and a half. Uh, Titans are a home dog. If that line stays the same, there's almost no way I'm not going to tease this game. It's probably going to be one of my big plays of the week, especially with an over-under set low at 42 and a half. Feels like a great teaser opportunity for us to take the Titans in a game that should be pretty close with the Bengals. Next up, the Houston Texans here on the road against the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are 11 and a half point favorites. Uh, 
coming off a bye, over under set at 45 and a half. I would like to know at, at what point did I wake up in a world where the Dolphins, the, the Miami Dolphins, the two led Miami Dolphins should be 11 and a half point favorites against anybody. Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. Not a lick of sense to me. I get it. Everyone's buying in. Tua's looked incredible. Mike McDaniel's doing a great job with this uh, Dolphins offense, with getting the ball to their playmakers. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Mike Kazicki, all these guys are really just super impressive. They add Jeff Wilson Jr., who was like a bench player, then a superstar, and now has returned to being a bench player, then a superstar again. This guy's a real contributor. Seems to be taking that rushing offense uh, and that receiving offense out of the backfield, that running back, to a whole new level. I'd start to be afraid of this Dolphins team when the playoffs come around. They have so many skilled position players, so many fast guys on offense, and Tua's accuracy has just been off the charts this year. So with all that said, even though it doesn't feel very good and doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, when Vegas has a line this big, I typically think they know what they're talking about. Give me the Dolphins here, minus 11 and a half. I'm probably not going to put too much on it, but that's the play here. This brings us to our coverage king of the week. Hey, yo, lesson here, babe. You come at the king, you best not miss. This week's coverage king is none other than Justin Fields. This guy may not even be playing this week, uh, but I'm giving this for uh, a couple weeks of accomplishment, sheer accomplishment. This guy has been keeping a pathetic, pathetic Bears team in games. He covers this week. For those of us who bet against the Bears this week, he kicks us in the behind. This is a guy who just cannot stop covering games. The guy has just been an incredible marvel to watch over the last four to five weeks. He looks like a future franchise guy. The way he is exploding across the field looks like maybe the fastest quarterback we've seen. What's crazy about Justin Fields is look at his measurables, and this guy's like 10 pounds lighter than El Tractor Cito, than Derrick Henry. This guy is gigantic. He's the same height, and he's 10 pounds lighter, and he's a quarterback. He can throw the ball. He's essentially Derrick Henry, the most physically gifted maybe running back we've seen in terms of just size and speed put together, and this guy can throw the ball on a dime and it makes some incredible passes every week. I don't want to bet against him because you know what? Every week that you do, you're going to feel like you're getting kicked in the head when he busts off a 78 yard rushing touchdown or does something crazy. So for now I'm staying away from Justin Fields. He's the coverage King. I don't want to bet against him under any circumstances. He's too electric to be put down. This brings us to the Chicago bears on the road at the New York jets. Don't know whether Justin Fields is going to be playing in this game. Maybe he gets another week to rest on his laurels as our coverage king. We shall see. Uh, but for now, the Bears are three and a half point underdogs on the road against a Jets team that is coming off a heartbreaking, heartbreaking, heartbreaking loss. Over under in this game set at 44 and a half. If Fields plays, I think I want the Bears here plus three and a half. I don't trust this Jets offense. I don't know how much longer they can run Zach Wilson out there to have him throw the ball in the dirt or throw the ball into the second row of the crowd play after play. This guy had two yards of net offense in the second half of last week's game. It was truly an abomination. I feel like I'm owed damages for having to watch even part of that game, much less what are the Jets fans owed? My God, the Bears, on the other hand, have found new and impressive ways how to lose games week after week. And honestly, that may be better for them. Obviously, if you're a Bears fan, you'd like to see them gut some of these games out. But for now, you're going to get a nice draft pick and you get to see some exciting play from your young quarterback who looked like he may be out of the league earlier this year. Now he's franchise cornerstone who looks like one of the best rushing quarterbacks we've ever seen in terms of pure athletic ability. Uh, it's a good place to be for a Bears fan because you have something at least to hang your hat on. For now, if Fields doesn't play, 
I'm going to bet the Jets any which way, whatever the odds are. Um, I'm going to bet the Jets anytime touchdown score defense because I think this defense could very easily take one in if Justin Fields does not play. Even if he does play, it could be a week where he's banged up and the Jets defense takes ones in. So look for anytime touchdown score on Jets defense. Give me the Jets if Fields does not play. Give me the Bears if Fields does play at plus three and a half. This brings us to our 4 p.m. slate. We begin with the Las Vegas Raiders on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. Line in this game set at 3.5, over-under set at 47.5. A, a lot of low over-unders this week. Uh, it looks to me like the Raiders have maybe figured something out. That something may just be that they can beat the pathetic Broncos team. But if not, maybe they figured out a way to manufacture offense with their group of freakishly talented offensive skill players. It may be the best running back in the league. Jacobs has been one of them, certainly. Uh, Josh Jacobs has shown that he's not just a one-contract player in the NFL, which a lot of people, myself included, maybe thought he was coming into this year. Now he's shown himself to be one of the more exceptionally gifted receiving running backs in the NFL, despite not really being that guy coming into the league. Uh, this Raiders offense has some skill position players. The Seattle Seahawks are coming off a bye after going to London, losing a tough game to the Bucks. Give me the Seahawks here at home. Feels like a return to form for the Seahawks, even though the Raiders have shown me something over the past couple weeks. I'm probably not putting too much on this game, but it just feels like a game where the Seahawks coming off a bye, coming back with Geno Smith, a, a team that's really taken care of business at home this year, takes care of business again and beats the Raiders. Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to start Colt McCoy again this game. Kyler Murray just does not play in November. It's, it's sort of a very strange thing. He's been in the league for like three or four years now, and he always, always, always misses time around this type of year. Uh, maybe it's because Call of Duty comes out this time of year. Who's to say? But I don't know what to make of him as a franchise quarterback. I don't know what to make of this Cardinals team. I don't think they're very good. I don't think their defense is good. I don't think they can really stay in games. I don't know that Colt McCoy is that big of a downstep from Kyler Murray, their franchise $30 million quarterback. Uh, the Chargers are horrible. They, I know they had an impressive showing. They kept in a tight barn burner of a game with maybe the best team in the NFL and the Chiefs, but they lose these games every time. Like at a certain point, uh, the Chargers have to look in the mirror and say, we are a really good team at, at almost winning games. And almost winning games doesn't get you paid in this league. Almost winning games doesn't let you keep your job. So as I've said over and over and over and over and over again, I am fading Brandon Staley. Every week until this man is fired. He may not get fired until 2024. I don't care. I'm not touching the Chargers. I will not bet on this man ever again until he is no longer employed. Or alternatively, if they get rid of their abomination of an offensive coordinator. With all that said, give me the Cardinals plus three here. I think this line is going to climb a little bit more. So I'll be a little more inclined to take this. They know I'm a mark with betting against the Chargers. And I am. So give me the Cardinals here plus three at home against a Chargers team that all they do is disappoint people, especially on the road. Next up, the Los Angeles Rams against the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, this game probably looked a lot better on paper when the executives were picking it out. Am I right? Uh, they looked at this game. They thought, wow, Super Bowl champions, defending champions are on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs who are, have Patrick Mahomes. They're going to be perennial contenders. Uh, this is going to be a tight one. And guess what? Whoa, it is not. The Rams are 14-point underdogs. We get no Cooper Cup. We get no Matthew Stafford after getting concussed two weeks in a row. Over-under in this game set at 44. 14 points is a massive, massive line. Uh, the Rams are going to be running out with their third-string quarterback 
they are going to be running out one of the worst offensive units I think I've ever seen, actually. This offensive line can't block. Their skill position players are relying on Allen Robinson to lead the pack, and man, that guy is washed up. This is just a depressing game. I'm not going to watch a minute of it, hopefully. Uh, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes is pretty fun to watch, so maybe a minute or two. Give me the Chiefs here, minus 14. Feels like a high line, but if anyone's going to cover it, it feels like the Chiefs. It feels like a team that they just take care of business and put the Rams down, a flailing Rams team. So give me the Chiefs, minus 14. Next up, the New Orleans Saints on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. The Saints are 8.5-point underdogs. And the over-under in this game set at 42. Keep your eye on it. Low over-under, 8.5-point line. The game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals has not finished yet as of this recording. But at this time, it looks like the Niners are going to take care of business and win that one. The Saints are in a strange, strange place, right? They lose a game two weeks ago to the Steelers. They're just a team in flux. I don't know what to make of this offense. Alvin Kamara, ah, they're getting him the ball, but not maybe enough. They have to rely on Taysom Hill. They have a quarterback controversy, but not really because Jameis is too injured to play. It's just a tough situation in New Orleans. I was high on this team to win that division. With all that said, it feels like everything's going right for the Niners here. feels like they, they finally have put together a roster outside of Jimmy G who can take them to a Super Bowl. The line feels a little bit too perfect for me. I'm going to have to take the Saints plus eight and a half because all the reasons I just said, it doesn't feel right. The, the Niners should be 14-point favorites in this game. If anything, the, the storyline, the narrative is, is there. I think the public is going to be eager to write off the Saints team, despite the fact that they have a defense that should keep them in the game, that should at least allow them to lose this game by a score. Most likely, I'm not going to go too crazy in terms of actual units on this game, but it feels like a good one to bet. So give me the Saints plus 8.5. Finally, Sunday Night Football. The Green Bay Packers on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. This should be a good game. The over-under in this game set at 45.5. The spread 6.5 in the Eagles' favor. Eagles are 6.5-point favorites at home. The Packers are an enigma, right? They're coming off a mini-buy 10 days after their Thursday night football game against the Titans, in which they kind of got shellacked. Now they go to Philadelphia against an Eagles team that hasn't looked too sharp offensively the last couple weeks. Maybe the Washington football team figured out a formula to beating this Jalen Hurts-led Eagles team. At the very least, it feels like they're not the behemoth we thought they were a couple weeks ago. Jalen Hurts ultimately really impressed me the last couple weeks, despite this Eagles team struggling. It doesn't feel like he's the problem here. It just feels like they haven't had enough time, haven't had enough opportunity to score offensively. Ultimately, I'm going to have a tough time relying on Aaron Rodgers on the road with this offense. I know Christian Washington has emerged as something of a touchdown threat for them, but even with his emergence, this guy isn't really dominating the field. He's just scoring a lot of touchdowns near the red zone, and he seems to have a really gifted hands in terms of getting into the end zone, and that's the kind of guy Rodgers is attracted to in terms of he sees a guy who can actually contort his body and do some interesting stuff near the goal line, and he will feed that guy over and over again. Ask James Jones, ask Jordy Nelson, ask Devontae Adams. So Watson could very well be that next guy, but I'm not going to bet on the, on the Packers here. Give me the Eagles, minus six and a half. Uh, feels like more of a stay away for me so I can enjoy Sunday night and just have some fun with it. Finally, this week wraps up with a truly, truly pathetic matchup. This is the only week where I wish we had two sicko games of the week because honestly, you have to be a maniac, a sicko, a, a, an absolute loon to watch this final Monday night football game. After a whole long week of football, do yourself a favor, just reassess, prepare for next week. Don't watch this game. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. 
Uh, the Colts are being coached by a television host who maybe is better than their old real coach. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a college kid at quarterback who doesn't really throw the ball very well, but you know he looks he looks like he's having fun while doing it, which is which is good. That's something, right? The Colts are three point favorites at home, which is so sad for the Steelers, man. The Steelers are pathetic. This Steelers offense is truly horrible. It is so bad. It's not even fun bad. There are fun bad offenses, and this one is just sad. It's sad bad. Over under in this game set at an electric thirty nine and a half. Oh my God, please just put me out of my misery with having to watch the Steelers team. Let this season end. I cannot watch Matt Canada call offensive plays anymore. Give me the Colts here. Minus three. Never mention this game to me ever again. And that concludes our week of picks for week 12 of the NFL slate. Let's run through some of our big main picks for this week. I'm going to give you guys four picks for the Sunday slate. I already talked about my Turkey Day slate. Turkey Day teaser, Cowboys minus two, Patriots plus nine. Then the all tight end parlay, let the tight ends eat on Turkey Day. Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz, TJ Hawkinson, all anytime touchdown scorers on Turkey Day. My main picks for Sunday, for the Sunday slate, are the Bucks minus three, the Commanders minus three, the Saints plus eight and a half. Those are really probably going to be my big, big plays. Then I'm going to have a teaser of the Eagles minus a half point and the Titans plus seven and a half. So that teaser is the Eagles at home minus a half point and the Titans at home plus seven and a half. So those are our picks for week 12 of the NFL. Thanks as always for listening, everybody. I will be back next week with our week 13 NFL betting picks. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon.